0: Hey folks, Scott Weingart here, and this is the EmCrit Podcast. Today on the podcast, a subject near and dear to my heart, how to teach and learn laryngoscopy. Now I've touched on this in numerous other episodes tangentially, but today I just really want to spend some time delving into the topic of how you should teach learners, and then even if you're on your own, even if you're in a community shop, you're not teaching anymore, uh, how to continue moving on your learning curve as a laryngoscopist to become better and better. So that's what we're gonna delve into today. And obviously, if you know MCRID, I have a lot to say on the topic. But before we get there, one quick mention. My partner in coaching, Rob Orman and I, have created a course that goes along with the work we've done over the past few years in coaching on how to prevent burnout. And if you already are in the beginning stages of burnout, how to reverse that trend, how to heal those burns. And we're calling the course Flameproof. So, this is the Flameproof course, and it is a completely online course where we get a cohort of people together. And over the course of 12 sessions, which will take place over six months, we're going to spend two hours, you know, every two weeks or so, going over specific topics to make you flame-proof. And you're going to be amongst your peers. It's going to be group participation. It's going to be homework it's going to be, if you're willing, you'll get assigned a burn buddy to actually work through all this information together and do the exercises with, and we'll come together and we'll talk about the work and we'll talk about new ideas and how to make you actually get back to enjoying your career, get back to feeling good about emergency medicine or critical care, get back to looking forward as you're driving into the shift to what's coming rather than dread and bring that crap home with you afterwards. That, that's what the Flame Proof course is about. I think. If you have any doubt about whether you're performing as well as you can, whether there's a way to make you happier at your job and when you get out of it, um, then consider taking a look at the course. If you come on over to mcrit.org slash flameproof, one word, flameproof, mcrit.org slash flameproof, you'll see the curriculum, you'll see the general idea, and uh, you'll be able to sign up. And I think you'll really love it because I we're at the point, you know, post-COVID where People are really crispy. People are not happy. And we do this work in our individual coaching practices, but we wanted to try a group exercise where we get a bunch of people together, because I think there's a synergy there. You hear from other people's experiences. You have a sounding board now. Uh, you, know, you have a group of people there who could you know, feel the same things you're feeling and actually you know give support ideas, et cetera. So if you're interested, mcrit.org slash All right, enough of that. Let's get into it. But of course, we're not getting into it yet because you're listening to the free version of this podcast rather than the membership version, which means you hear me drone on about the fact that you're really not doing as well as you can by your critically ill patients, by your resus cases, by your desire for the best possible knowledge about resuscitation. And you know the drill because if you're listening to this version, you hear this all the time. But you should consider coming on over and joining MGRIT as a member. It's cheap. It's quick. You get insane amounts of CME, and all of a sudden you get all the episodes, not curtailed, full. You're supporting the show. And you're really what you're supporting is your best possibility for care for your really ill patients. So come on over to mcurt.org/slash join, become a member, and never hear me have this discussion with you again. All right, let's roll with how to teach and learn laryngoscopy. So You know, I've mentioned, I've discussed this before, there was MCRIT 300 where I talked about continuous airway improvement. Uh, There was the failed airway algorithm uh, lecture that was 233, a.k.a. you suck at airway, and you do if you don't follow the tenets in that lecture. Um, I guess briefly, this stuff is mentioned in the Kovach-Kata episode 253. But today, let's put it all together and have a discussion about how to teach and learn laryngoscopy. All right, let's talk about the learning curve to develop skills and mastery at laryngoscopy. Now, I, at some point, did an extensive lit search and found all the extent references I could get my hands on to derive a learning curve for ED laryngoscopy mastery. And I've since lost that file with the actual references. It exists somewhere on my computer with a file name that, at the time, I'm sure seemed like a good idea, but now I can't for the life of me rediscover it. Uh, this was before I had better means of note-taking. But I still have the curve. And the curve I derived, pretty much you start getting at the steep part of the curve where you really start accumulating knowledge quickly uh, at 10, and you flatten out around 100. You still get better and better past 100, but that, that's really where you start leveling off that curve. Now, that was before all of the additional learning that came from the advent of video laryngoscopy and i don't mean your ability to get a better view with video i'll discuss what i actually mean shortly but my belief is at the current time that if you did all the things i recommend in my uh, previous lectures and in this one that that curve could probably start leveling out around 50 that once you hit 50 intubations you're probably at the competent level, and you've leveled out. You'll still get better and better, but at very small amounts, very little difference in your first pass success rate and other markers of skill at laryngoscopy, which is great. Um, now, most programs can't even muster 50 real intubations. Um, you know. And look, I honestly discount a lot of the intubations done by ED and critical care while on their anesthesia rotations for the reasons I mentioned in the You Suck It Airway Lecture because ideally, on that rotation, you'd be able to ask the anesthesia service I want to do every single one of my intubations with a standard geometry VL blade in the way that we're going to be doing it in emergency medicine. Would you allow that? And if you did, I think those intubations would count. But uh, unfortunately, a lot of those intubations will be done with direct, without video in which even if you get it, you might actually have been building bad habits, which we'll talk about shortly, rather than good ones. And I actually think it might actually be deleterious. And then whichever ones you're doing, the Miller or other random crap, um, I actually think is detrimental as well. Um, What you need is 50 intubations done in the maximal learning technique I'm going to describe. So it's unfortunate, but a lot of the intubations in an EM residency come from that anesthesia rotation where I think they do not count as much towards that 50 All that being said, they do help somewhat, especially if you have a good teacher on the anesthesiology service, but it could be better, you know, almost to the point where I think it would be worthwhile for EM to purchase one, for instance, McGrath with standard geometry blades and give that to whichever person is on their anesthesia rotation such that they could ask, hey, would you mind I use this for my intubations? And I think that would be markedly beneficial to the EM residency at a very small cost. And if they already have those available on anesthesia, maybe just buying the blades so that they don't mind wasting them on these intubations that aren't necessary, such that the learners will get maximal value out of those intubations. But I diverge from my main point, which is it's probably around 50 intubations of single technique mastery to become level on that competence curve. Now, this does bring up the continued debate in the world of airway management as to whether anesthesia is markedly superior to emergency medicine and critical care. And their belief, if they are vociferous, is that since they do so many more, they are markedly improved. And, you know, there might be some degree of. If you force me to argue their side, I probably could. I don't actually believe it. My belief is for laryngoscopy, it is one of these plateau leveling procedures that once you pass a certain number of intubations, and as long as you do them with some degree of regularity, you will not actually have a significant difference between the person who's done 5,000 and the person who has done 500, that it is much akin to something that levels off in increased proficiency from experience. And all the other now differences in your airway mastery come from all the other things surrounding the laryngoscopy itself, your ability to position, your ability to pre-oxygenate, your ability to anticipate physiologic decline, your ability to choose the right medications, your ability to resuscitate in the midst of airway management that makes for an airway master. And it is not whether you've done thousands of laryngoscopies or not, but maybe that is a self-serving belief. But I would put myself out up against any anesthesiologist out there in my own perhaps delusional self-perception, and I think we will have the same performance at laryngoscopy at this stage of the game, though I have done many, many more intubations than most people in emergency medicine. So perhaps that is not a fair comparison. Okay. So enough of that. My stance to conclude this portion is that on the learning curve, you need at least 50 to become competent, not masterful, competent. And from that point on, there will be small increments of increased mastery. Um, And you could get by with those 50 and an excellent understanding of prediction of difficult airway and planning for disasters, and you will do quite well in emergency and critical care airway. All right. That concludes the free portion of this podcast. If you want to hear the rest, the other 30 minutes of how to learn and teach laryngoscopy, you should come on over to mcrit.org slash join. And within 10 seconds, you will have access to the full version of this podcast and every other podcast I've ever done. So mcrit.org slash join. Just do it.